welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Lennon. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In this episode, I'm chatting with Jackie Ferguson. She's a certified diversity executive, writer, speaker, and co-founder of the Diversity Movement. Jackie is also the host of the Diversity Beyond the Checkbox podcast. We cover all parts of Boost during our conversation. So without further delay, let's dig in. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so glad to be here. I am excited to dig into this topic, all things DEI, because that is an area that I love as well. So for those folks who do not know who Jackie Ferguson is, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, you know, I come from a multiracial, multi-regional, multi-generational background. So I always say DEI is kind of in my blood and in my upbringing. Um, But, you know, I grew up in upstate New York and, and held a lot of different jobs across many industries from sales and marketing to HR and was able to start dabbling in DEI early in my HR days. And, um, you know, I became a certified diversity executive and started writing. We started the diversity movement. So I'm a co-founder for that business, which helps organizations leverage diversity, equity, and inclusion to create incredible business outcomes through strengthening their culture. And so very happy and 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 excited to be a part of that organization. And I'm also on the National Diversity Council, on the Forbes Business Council, and you know, into a lot of different things. I host my own podcast. So I love this work. I do it, you know, in, in every aspect of my life and, and super excited to, you know, just open perspectives for people through the work that I do. Beautiful. And now, and thank you to you for your being a fellow podcaster. I know podcasting does not come easy. It is a labor of love That's requiring right. lots of discipline. And so tell us more about your podcast, Diversity Beyond the Checkbox. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate because I, I love doing the podcast. I get to talk with industry leaders across all aspects of business. And, you know, I talk to a lot of DEI leaders, but also just general business folks that talk about how diversity and inclusion as part of their organization, or maybe not, and some of the challenges that they face, right, which a lot of organizations do, um, you know, face those challenges and struggles and, and how to overcome some of the, you know, the, the thoughts and negativity around, you know, change, right, organizational change, mm-hmm. and, you know, how to navigate that. And so I learned so much and have a great time just having conversations with really smart people. <laughs> I speak with business leaders and authors and other podcast hosts. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Now beyond the, the fact that it's just simply the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. why does every organization need to care about diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, you're right. You know, it is the right thing to do, Kelly. But beyond that, you know, everyone wants to understand, business leaders want to understand, you know, what's in it for me? What's in it for my business? Why do I need to invest this time? Why do I need to invest these funds? 
you know, why do I need to create this organizational shift? And it's because when you incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion into the core of your organization, you're able to create better outcomes. So there's more innovation when you've got more people at the table with different perspectives, you know, different lived experiences, more innovation, more creativity, different ways to problem solve. And so because of that, you're always ahead of the curve. Our society is becoming more and more diverse. So understand how, understanding how to lead culturally diverse people, understanding how to message culturally diverse people is a more and more important every day. Yeah, that's so true, which then translates into the bottom line, right? right. Because I think so often organizations need to see, okay, what's the connectedness to either either a mission and or, you know, sort of the profitability, the overall profitability of the business. And I think, um, you know, it's also a matter of the marketplace has become super savvy, right? Right. So even beyond the fact that, okay, you perhaps alienate your organization from hiring folks, because if you don't have a a desire to really live out what DEI looks like Mm -hmm. inside of your organization, you're not going to attract certain talent, but certainly also people are mindful of, Hey, I'm not going to buy things from you. That's right. (laughs) If you don't understand the importance, so many organizations have, have, you know, they've been able to an authentic way been able to really showcase their desire to want to be a part of this movement, if you will. Absolutely. And I love Kelly that you said desire because it shows that it's a journey, right? There's, there's not something that you can do to check it off the box. It's a continual journey for your organization and for you personally, whether you're a CEO or the new intern at an organization, it's a consistent journey of education and self-exploration, conversations. And so, you know, it's continual, but studies show that companies that can leverage diversity, equity, and inclusion in their organization are 19% more profitable through the innovation that they can create. And 19% is a big number for organizations. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're talking about like these multi-billion dollar organizations. Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Now what differentiates the diversity movement, your, your company from other, um, perhaps diversity consultants that are in the marketplace. Sure. Well, we like to say that we're not diversity consultants. So that's the number one. We're business leaders. We're entrepreneurs that tell you how to, or show you how to create better business through an equity lens. So by strengthening your organizational culture, we show you how to make your business better, bigger, more innovative. And so rather than, you know, the traditional checkbox approaches to, uh, you know, training, one-off consulting, you know, one step, we show you how to create an organization-wide push toward equity and a, a more inclusive culture, which changes your business. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the individuals inside of your organization are former business leaders and or entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Nice. Most of us are, are, you know, business leaders, entrepreneurs. Many of us have become certified diversity executives because we do need to know how to lead in this space in particular. We all come from varied backgrounds that give you a different perspective depending on, you know, if you're talking to our CEO or our VP of, of business strategy, they've got different perspectives. So we leverage diversity in our own organization 
the same way that, you know, we encourage organizations to leverage their diversity and lived experiences as well. And Kelly, we also have some great products. So in addition to training, what you get with, with most diversity consultants, we have, you know, a, a mobile app, we've got some e, a great e-learning, we've got a video, um, micro video platform for quick, like two minute videos of, you know, I need to just brush up on this one topic, right? And so we use all kinds of ways to continue that journey of education and self-discovery and discovery of other uh, people, lived experiences, opportunities. And so we, we try to really create a comprehensive way to approach it. Awesome. I love it. Yes. Cause we all learn differently, right? That's right. Absolutely. So um, that's great. That's great. Now tell me more about, because you recently wrote an article that was in Forbes. Um, it was published in Forbes about privilege. Mm-hmm. So why is understanding privilege so important? Privilege, you know, is a, is a loaded word, right? When people think of privilege, a lot of times it's um, wielded as an accusation, but understanding privilege, everyone has levels of privilege. If you break it down, privilege can be something like, did you have a parent that, that loved you and supported you? So when you think about that as a privilege, many of us had that, but not all of us, right? And if you think about mm-hmm. the challenges that are associated with not having that, that person that loved you and supported you, which is a real challenge for many people, that is a privilege. And so many times privileges are associated not only with what we do and what we're able to accomplish and work for, which we do work for some privileges. But a lot of times privileges are assigned to us based on who people think we are, right? The assumptions they make about us and what we can do, mm-hmm. who we are, you know, and what we're capable of, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And so understanding that and understanding other people's lived experience, which is different from our own, right? We see through our own lens and we don't always take the time to say, if I don't have a disability, how does someone with a disability navigate the world? What challenges do they face? You know, that is a privilege. If I'm able-bodied, that is a privilege. And so understanding that and really embracing what privilege is, and then using your privilege for good is so important because very often people, when they're talking about privilege, there's some level of guilt associated with mm-hmm. it, or it comes across so negative that, that, you know, there's a feeling of guilt. There's no guilt and privilege. It is what it is, right? You're, you're provided things that people sacrificed for you. You work for some of your privileges, and then some are just assigned to you based on, you know, who people think you are right? But taking the privileges that you have and using them to provide opportunity and access to others is so important. And that's why I love to talk about privilege because you can see people in the conversation start off, you know, very tense and then relax into it because it's, it's broad. It's not, you know, one race or one gender or associated with, you know, affluence. It's everyone. Everyone has certain levels of privilege understand what those are and use them for good to help others. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you pointed out and you mentioned, you know, oftentimes it has nothing to do with affluence because I think people hear the word privilege in it Mm -hmm. and it all, for whatever reason, all roads lead back to money. Yeah, And that's, 
not necessarily what, you know, what that boils down to. And I think even, you know, there's been publications and conversations around perhaps the better word is advantage because, um, you know, you may have an advantage and that you may not perceive as being privileged. So an example might be if a white homeless man would be at an advantage, he may not perceive himself as being privileged, of course, because he's homeless, but relative to perhaps a black homeless man's experience that white person would be at an advantage, his experience. Absolutely. Now, are there certain trends or things that you're seeing in the work that you are doing that um, that you're excited about? Yeah, you know, I think for for the diversity movement specifically, getting into some of these products. So we're working through some products that help people along their journey. Um, I think that's a trend, right? People want to understand what happens next after the training, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, because you're, like I said earlier, your journey doesn't end with, you know, clicking through a PowerPoint. So how do you continue the journey of discovery and understanding? And I think that's where we are now. I think we're beyond the point or getting beyond the point of understanding that diversity matters and now mm-hmm. wanting to understand how to leverage it. So I think that's where we are trending. Um, And then I think people are really understanding, business leaders are understanding why diversity, inclusion, and equity matter in the workplace and wanting to leverage that um, for the benefit of, you know, retention, um, recruiting, but also um, to impact the bottom line. And they're really starting to understand that beyond the statements that we were making right in 2020 and understanding that we need more diversity in our, our social media and on our website and, and those type of things, people are really starting to get into why it matters to their business. And I think that's great. Yeah, that is exciting. It's, it's exciting to hear the number of people who are co-signing on the, the validity or the need to do a lot of work in this space and the willingness to do the hard work, to have the hard conversations on the flip side. Are there, is there anything that you see that, that sort of concerns you? I know one of the the things that I saw recently was this um, legislation, I believe in Tennessee, where it was um, prohibiting for K through 12 for any um, educational content um, related to race or history and white supremacy and even sexism, like all this like swath of like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like what's going on? So are there things like that or any other trends that you see that perhaps give you concern for, hey, what's going on here? So Kelly, you know, when you have a a swing in one direction, right, everything's on a pendulum. So where people are understanding why diversity and inclusion matters, there's also the swing in the other direction of diversity fatigue, right? Mm. I'm tired of hearing about this. Like, here we go with this conversation. And that's a real, you know, a real feeling that a lot of people have because they don't understand how they fit into the diversity equation. But when you think about diversity, it's not just race. It's not just gender right? There's diversity of thought, diversity of experience. Mm -hmm. You know, any of us at any time can become a part of the disability community. 
And so you have to broaden your perspective on what diversity is and means. If you have it very narrow, you know, and then, you know, and some people talk about it in a very narrow way, then you're excluding a lot of people. And what diversity is meant to do is include. So whether it's your experience, right? If you're a veteran, for example, that's diversity of experience. Mm -hmm. You're included in that. If you're a white man, that's a perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You're included in that. And so everyone is included because their lived experience is different. The way they solve problems is different. The way they think about ideas, challenges, different. And so having multiple voices at the table doesn't exclude people. It just allows for a broader conversation. And that's what we need to think about. But unfortunately, diversity fatigue is a real thing. And what we want to focus on, what we try to focus on at the diversity movement and encourage other uh, practitioners to focus on is not just the word diversity, right? But what does that mean? How does that encompass everyone? And how does everyone participate in that? And so if you broaden the conversation around diversity the same way you broaden it around privilege, mm-hmm. then you get more participation and you, you know, reduce that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so much of it, unfortunately, is fear-based. People are afraid of what, you know, I'm afraid of what I don't know oftentimes. And so it's like, I think if we um, embrace the fact that we do all have differences and have a willingness to just learn more about one another, at the end of the day, we'll find out that we, you know, you know we're all very alike in, in certain right. regards. And so, so yeah, so it's removing the fear and even just exploring and having the conversations, these thoughtful and courageous conversations. So, well, Jackie, I've enjoyed chatting with you. If folks are listening and they want to learn more about you and or the work that you do, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Absolutely. So you can go to the diversitymovement.com and reach me or any of my colleagues. Uh, That's the best way to connect. You can also find me on LinkedIn at the Jackie Ferguson. And uh, I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Kelly, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. 